2020 was long and we still not sure that it's over. This week on Textually Active, we get into a conversation about being fearful of things that are unknown. Do they hinder us in life? Are we afraid of being afraid or are we afraid of just being? We get to talk about it this week on Textually Active. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. This is your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Measy with me. We here. He is on the boards, and on he's on camera. Got a seatbelt on. Got a seatbelt on. And we're back for another episode. So last week we talked about love timelines. We got a, a good response from that. Um, and our, our guest, thank you again for coming on. Shout out to Homie Fitz. Fitz really came on and killed it. If you didn't get a chance, go back and listen to that. Um, while you're here, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend. And um, check us out on YouTube too. Like subscribe to our YouTube channel. Some good shit over there. We're trying to get some subs. That's what they say, right? Watch YouTube. Subs. Yeah, yeah, that's we want subs. I'm sorry, I don't not, know. and not like a hoagie. Like as as a nigga that's on the internet every day, I don't do internet shit. See, the thing about YouTube is it's hard if you don't have YouTube Premium because it kind of locks you into the app or a second device. Like I like to be able to watch YouTube on my iPad and then have my phone free. Come on, bro. You gotta know. You gotta <laughs> know the plays out here. What? It's, it's third party apps. That uh-huh. let you close the oh. thing, the YouTube run in the background. Okay. Nigga, you know, now with, you know, certain app, certain features of the iPhone, you can watch a video on your phone, move it to the top, move it to the corner. What? Like, come on, bro. You, yeah. you got to be get in tune with your iPhone. I got it. Uh, shout out to the third parties. Yeah. Oh, shout out to all the third parties because you niggas, listen, I download all kinds of shit and just leave it in my phone. You know what's funny? That would be a dope, like, R&B, like, singer name. Right. Third party. Speaking of uh, parties, you guys just aren't listening to Coyle Ray anymore, huh? She said no more parties, but it seems like everybody is at all the parties. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't listen to high schoolers. That's fucked up. That's that's fucked up. Is she really in high school? No, bro. Coyle Ray. Got I just seen. She's I just like twenty. Seen, I just seen her with her high school diploma. She's not. She is not that young. Bro. So, um. <laughs> You guys not missing any parties is leading us into the conversation that we're going to have today. So, you know, surviving 2020 was a time. And I noticed that a lot of people are getting their lives and making up for lost time. I haven't been anywhere on the airport, but my friends who have been traveling on the airplane said it's a lot of y'all, y'all out there jumping on them planes. And it got my wheel spinning about why that is like it's just like an influx of people doing a lot more than what they typically do and i feel like it has something to do with spending a year in covid so i wanted to talk about um what it means to kind of like live your life to the fullest and why we have to move around the fears that we have on our life to get to that point to where we're happy so i know for me personally um, COVID really opened my eyes to what the value of life, the value of time and what's important because it, it showed that you could be here today going to the mall. Uh, <laughs> I guess like uh, COVID wasn't really like a big deal for me because even through quarantine, I had to work. So I was really outside like the transition of like going from like not having to wear a mask to wearing a mask was like really difficult because you know me, fuck the establishment. I'm not trying to do all this shit. You were you didn't wear your mask over your nose. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to wear the shit. I just had to, and that's some shit that like why that for was what? terrible. All of this shit felt like you know what this really felt like this really felt like flu season, but we don't do none of the same precautionaries for flu season. And so the entire time I was just like, okay, like, oh, I got to wear this mask on the grocery store. All right. I wash my hands a little bit more, sanitize a little bit more, whatever. Like, whatever I think I the do. difference between COVID and flu season is that 
COVID was killing people like at a rapid rate. And the scientists really couldn't get a hold on it. Like the flu, like niggas going to get sick. Right. Two or three people, a couple people, few, not to talk down on the flu. People going to die, but not at the same rate as COVID. So that's why it was so alarming. And so then that was my other part. Like I, for the most part, really didn't know nobody that had COVID. Bitch, I had COVID. Yeah, but later. Yeah. Nigga, we were talking about damn near towards the end of COVID. In March. Yeah, like. In the beginning. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of conspiracy theories I didn't it. know nobody that had COVID. I didn't know nobody that died from COVID. Nobody close to me had died from COVID. There's motherfuckers were still out in the streets because that was the biggest time in our millennial lives that we seen civil rights movements. So everybody was still out here living, trying to fight for some shit, not caring about this. So it was like. Bro, if niggas still gotta go to work, this COVID shit. Countries, don't, uh, companies don't care about COVID. Nobody cares about COVID. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like so, if this is the case, and it's like, bro, why? Why do I need to be afraid of this shit? If I catch it, I catch it. Yeah, for me, it it was the part about not knowing when you're gonna see people again, not being able to do certain things that I had on my list to do, like walk across the stage. Um, graduate graduation was a big thing and all of those things and not being able to see people I love not being able to see my family not being able to go outside and feel safe like doing the things that I like to do going to a bar and then not knowing when it was going to be over or what the effects was so I think that fear kind of opened up like Bruh, if I could survive like a year of that and still have my life and my health and everything if I could get a second chance to live life the way that I'm supposed to, what kind of person would I be if I just sit in the house this whole time? Because we were sitting in that situation like, dang, I, I don't know what it is. But then when you start saying like stuff like I want to live my life to the fullest and you start thinking about why people don't live their life to the fullest, it's because of fear. You think so? Yeah. We'd be scared of shit. I don't know if we'd be scared of shit. We do. I don't think it's so, a fear-based thing. So when we say fears, it's not like fear of heights, fear of spiders, like fear of uh, death. Some people are scared to die. I I mean, that's... Are you scared to die? Am I scared to die? No, because I don't know how it's going to happen. Right. So I can't... Like, I want to... Like, if... That question of, do, would you rather know how or when... I'd much rather want to know how, because I can't, with the wind, it can happen tomorrow, but I'd rather not get shot on my way out the grocery store, you know what I'm saying, like, I'd rather know how it's going to happen, so I can prepare myself for the how, but I feel like, now nah, he's going to be doing Instacart for the rest of his life, <laughs> see what I'm saying, like, scary, but like, I feel like, uh, I feel like when you say fears, I think fears is just like restrictions, and I feel like those fears come from poor planning of life. Like just they, the planning of life never happens. So then you develop things that give you anxiety, give you fear. And so I feel like that be what happens to a lot of people. Because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? If you gave, you know, if you gave people the right resources, the, the right money, uh, connections, network, they probably do whatever it is that they wanted to do. Yeah. But because they don't have certain connections, they don't have certain money. That's why they be afraid to do shit. It's a lot of I think a lot of fear comes from not having the experience. And if you don't if you haven't experienced anything, that could be paired with anxiety too. Yeah. Like if I've never done this before, this is my first time working this position, this is my first time doing this job, this is my first time creating this. You'd be scared as hell because you don't have the experience. But once you actually get out there and do it is when you start overcoming those fears because you're doing it and you're like, well, this isn't as bad as I imagined or I worked myself up to think it was. But as far as like death, I feel like knowing that you have that timer ticking in the back of your head at all times, like, dang, this could be my moment, like. Somebody walking too close to me on the street or this car driving mad funny or like 
bitch, I really tried it driving home drunk like that last night. Like I could have lost my life. I was in this club. It was packed. Niggas was in there. I could have lost my life. Like knowing that you could die tomorrow would you would I be happy with everything that I've accomplished up to this point is something that I'm scared of. Like, I don't want to die right now. I got a wedding to go to in October. <laughs> like, I'm trying to live. What that boy say on that uh, that song? I want to live. Oh, the- <laughs> I do want to live. I mean, that that song came from experience. I think I I'm, mean, a lack of experience. I'm more scared of dying and being like, whew, this was great. And waking up in somebody's womb, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, what the hell is this? And then doing it all over again. That that's do you, scary you, shit to do me. You believe in reincarnation? I like, mean, you think people come back? I think it's. I don't know what happens. So I think that would probably be the worst case. I would love to be able to do it like that Chris Rock movie. I want to be a ghost. Like when he died and he came back as that white dude. I would, I would be down to earth. I wouldn't mind there being something like that. Like we, we spent all of our time, our uh, an entire lifetime on this earth just to die and come back. Like I would be pissed. Like I want to go other places as a spirit. <laughs> I want to be the ancestors. Like, can I be the ancestors? <laughs> what? Like seriously? I don't know. I feel like uh, if I was to die today, I feel like you should unpack that. Yeah, like, like I feel like. Why would you want to be the ancestors? So, yeah, no, well, like because why I was, wouldn't you want to come back? I wouldn't want to come back because this shit is terrible. Okay, all right. So this is she's basically proven what I thought she was gonna say. What? Basically, she don't want to work again. I don't want to work again. I, but I also feel like <laughs> so. All right, we about this is a conspiracy episode today. <laughs> I feel like you don't come back as you. So. You don't know anything. You just start over, right? So I think, like, when you come back, it's just a fresh take. So you don't really – you just grow with it. Like, like they erase all that shit. Erase, erase that, all that shit, Erase Peggy. all that shit. Erase all of it. And you come back into a new thing, and you learn all over again. And so I feel like that is something – like when niggas say the ancestors, I be like, bro, what are you what are you talking about? And it's like, like I did they just put uh did they just put Shakari on a racetrack with with her spirits chasing behind her? Nah, yeah, I've it's, it's nah, they did. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty nasty. It's pretty, it's weird. Like, yeah, it's just like, I mean, like I, I get with the one with with Flojo, like that's cool, but like not with uh Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Right. Harriet Tubman was running, and and I'm pretty sure, and it things like you just put her face over a uh, you know a, a runner behind her. Like I have no clue if that runner was black. I have no clue if that runner was white. Like it was just it was a lot. So oh, no. when you speak about this, it's like you got to be really careful. I mean, it's a touchy thing for certain people or whatever. But it's just like, nah, I don't want to be like you. Don't get to do nothing, bro. What if you go to hell? You don't get to do like, like what are we gonna do if we go to hell. What are they talking about hell? It don't sound like when niggas make hell out today. It's going to treat it like a hot summer day, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? A hell? A hot Like, it just sounds crazy. And then heaven, like... They don't give you too many hell verses in the Bible, but whatever. Uh, they need to be... They need to describe it a little bit more. What's really going on? Because we done took hell and turned it into something different. We like, yo, I'm a steak out of heaven. Meet you in hell. Just bring a box of L's. Like, what? Like, right. can I even... Go for like, is there a tra- train that takes me from heaven to hell to have a good time and then go back to heaven? Like, I feel what? like that shit just like prison. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so I don't really fear death of dying because I don't really know what's on the other side. I feel like I have a, I I am fearless to the unknown. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I get nervous in situations where like there's a bunch of people. But it doesn't stop me from going places mm. where there's going to be a bunch of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, I, f- like, my fear of the unknown is, like, everything in life. Like, at 30, what is it going to be like at 32? And, uh, as a father, like, uh, now, what, what, what is it going to be like as a father if you become one? Like how? What is it gonna be like as a husband? 
am I stuck working at this grocery store at 30 forever? Like, those are the shit that I fear. Like, I don't fear the work or doing what it takes. It's just like, bro, if this shit don't work out, what if it don't work out? That's where my fears come from. Is what if it don't. So, I think I fear the unknown. So, I know I have a great idea of what I want to do and what my life should look like. So I fear not knowing. And I think it has a lot to do with me wanting to be in control of most situations. So if I can't control a situation, I'm scared shitless. Like starting a new job is like, dang, like what's going to happen? I'm constantly tearing up like, well, I don't know if this is going to be like this. What if the vibe change? What if it's going to be like this? And just not knowing how the situation is going to play out. That scares the shit out of me. Like not being able to be in control of myself and my life is scary as hell. I I don't know if I would have been able to make it like as somebody's sex worker, as somebody's slave. Like I I just asked too many questions. Like I would just, I would just curl up and die. Like that scares the shit out of me. But also the fear of being stuck, not able to do anything, not able to move. But I think as long as you are able to push forward and you know that where you're at now is not where you're going to end up, it's, it's something that you could work through. So the, the, the saying is always hindsight is 22. Right? Mm-hmm. But in order to get the hindsight, you've got to have progressed mm-hmm. from that situation. And generally when I like think about like where I've gotten to from where I was at, I'm grateful, but I'm not like happy about it. So do you feel like you're progressing right now? No. So you don't feel like you changed from where you were in 2019 and your state of mind and your mental has made progress from then to now. No. You feel like it's still the same? It's the same shit. I feel like I like I why like, why why do you why do you feel that way? Because like, why, I like what hasn't changed for you? Like like what are you measuring as your way to say like this is this is what progress looks like? What are those things? There hasn't been, like Riz said there hasn't been experience. Like experience, like a lot of the shit I don't do is because I've never, you know, what I'm saying, did it before, or I've never seen it done. I'm like all of this shit, and so it feels, it feels trash to be a nigga that do the work and not reap the benefit of the work because it's it's a bunch of shit that I do. I do. I I believe wholeheartedly in my heart. I do better than a lot of niggas that are successful. But because due to resources and networking and shit like that, it ain't happened for me. And then that makes me think of like, as a kid, I never, when they ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never had an answer. Like, all black kids, black men kids, when you first ask them six, seven, eight, they want to be an athlete. Yeah, we gotta change that. That's what we like. We mm-hmm. see shit like that, we like it. We wanna be an athlete. I love I loved Kobe. I wanted to be a ball player. Then you realize, uh, eleven, twelve, you might not be that good. <laughs> so now it's like, all right, let me change. So then I always I nine and ten I always love bad boys. So it's like, oh, I could be a narcotics cop. Then I realize Niggas don't like the cops. And niggas get shot at. Yeah. Like, like you could die. Real life. And I'm like, uh, that's a movie. It ain't really realistic. So then, you know, you start striving to think of things that you enjoy. But then I realized none of the hobbies that I enjoyed were what I was putting my time in because I thought that life was about money. Like, doing things for money. You have to do things for money to live a certain lifestyle. You know what? And I feel bad about that. Um, I was talking to somebody, and I was talking to somebody who doesn't let their kids work in high school. And their reasoning behind not letting their kid work in high school was because they want to give them more time to be a child and explore those moments and it's like they are going to work 
for the rest of their life anyway. Like right. if I can take some time away from the time that they have to work and allow them to explore their creativity and all of those things, that's what I'm going to do. So right. they do not let their child work. Like right. their child wants to work. And of course, as a child, you don't understand. Right. I wanted to work. I wanted money. I seen the value behind money. I wanted to do cool shit with my friends. I want that $10 to go to the movies wasn't enough. Bro, fucking <laughs> this Friday enough. night football game. You know how much concessions cost? Right. Like, it wasn't enough. <laughs> the sneakers that you guys are buying me are cool. I appreciated the clothes. Yeah, but right. I got but, I got those ones scuffed in August. I'm not finna wear these all the way to May. Do you know what it means to have a first day of school outfit? Like, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. I'm cute. And, you know, niggas, <laughs> I gotta dress it up. Nobody wants to be the guy coming back from Christmas break in the same fit she was wearing before Christmas nah, break. No, so I had to get some money. <laughs> so I had to go to work. Right. But and so just, then I was thinking about that. I was learning, like, as I grow, I think, like, I was being taught this because that was all they knew. Yeah. Like, they come from, like, my mom wasn't didn't have much money. She did well enough. We had a home, cable, internet, all of these luxuries that as a kid you think are luxuries. We went on vacation every once in a while. We like did shit. But in hindsight, the reason I had to get a job was because she couldn't afford to pay for the shit that I wanted. Like yeah. I needed to pay the car insurance on the car that they bought me. Like, nigga, we got you the car. You need to pay for it. You need to put. You need to have money to put in the in the gas. You're gonna drive the car. I'm not putting gas in it. So then I'm like, damn. Like, school was just school. You just go to school, do school, get out, graduate. Like that was what it was for me. Then I think like the they ain't teach you the real shit in school though. They don't teach you the real shit in school. I still don't know how to fill out my W two right now. They teach you how to be a worker. That's about it. Like I, I have no idea what I'm supposed to put in that box for dependents and how. I don't know that shit. I just leave it blank a lot of times, and I probably, I probably, the government probably owe me a lot more money. You don't know. You don't know what you're withholding. Right. Is. I don't know none of that. When I, I did my I, taxes, my tax lady was like, "Baby, you ain't doing this right." Like I'm broke, so am I. I pay for everything I eat, wear, and buy. I'm head of household. I'm a dependent, right? I'm, I'm conf- I don't know. So it'd be shit like that. Even as an adult, I'd be like, damn, they could have been doing that. And so then I think, like, had I spent my time with what I thought was hobbies and turned those into careers, I'd probably be way, like, way into what I like now at 30. And I did that at 15. And so when I say, like, you know, hindsight is... 2020, because now I know, like, I can't go back in time and fix it. But now it's like, am I too late or am I on the right path now? Yeah. So to kind of kind of gear us back a little bit. So you, you mentioned about taking the time out, like when you're younger to try these things. Right. And, you know, try things that you thought were hobbies to be real things. Right. And maybe could have made a career out of it. Right. So you hear a lot of people, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, everyone had their new pandemic resolutions, right? Where it was like, hey, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to do that and all these different things. Have you guys tried something that way? And how did it pan out for you? You guys? know what? Making yourself happy is it sounds easy. It sounds easy as fuck. It sounds easy as hell until you get into it and you're like, nah, I really don't like doing this. Or fucking life just getting your way. Yeah. Every day I was waking up going to work praying that, hey, we would shut down and I'd have a chance to go home and work on all the things that I thought I was going to work on. I then got to October and I quit. And then I realized I am sitting at home trying to do these things, but I don't even know if I like them to be sitting here trying to do them. Right. Like, I don't know how I learn. You don't know if you're a visual learner, audio. I feel like you're probably an audio learner. Yeah, but I also, well, we'll have a... Moment of transparency. I wake up every day and think something wrong with me. What do you mean? I wake up every morning and think, I feel like there's something, a blockage on me that I don't, I can't fix. Because you be like, oh, means you might be a visual, you might be an audio learner. Yeah. But then I turn the YouTube on and go away from it. And realize, oh, I, I heard him say it, 
but I don't know how to do it. Like, I can't work with my hands. I can't. Hand-eye coordination ain't as good as I think it is. Like, I think it, and I wake up and I be like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I be thinking, like, I Google often, how do you develop a work ethic? How do you be- want to be a worker? Like, or no. do work? Just work no, ethic. He, he's saying, like, kind of like uh, the discipline. Like, yeah, to go to work, like bro, not necessarily to work, but to do to, work, to, to, to just do, do anything, to do bro. Yeah. Like nigga, I wake up, I will wake up right now, when leave here and be like, I'm going home and go to the gym. It's open, twenty four hours. I have the code, but then I'd be like, well, you know what, I got tomorrow. It's like tomorrow comes, like oh, I can go tomorrow, 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 and tomorrow. it's like, bro, why am I? Hungry to do all these things. I'm like at this point in my life right now where I'm hungry to do all of these things because last month was hard for me. Like I worked maybe two weeks out of the whole month of May. And so I've been hungry to do all of these things that I think could get me out of my situation. I've been learning how to draw shit and turn it into transparency to make them and put them on T-shirts. I've been learning who does what to promote this music thing that we got going on. I've been learning what is the how you take shit and put shit in certain places. But then it's like, all right, I'm learning all this stuff and I'm doing all this stuff and it still ain't doing shit for me. Am I doing it right? And then it's like, bro, who do you ask to make sure that you're doing this shit right? And it's like, what work for E ain't gonna work for me, probably not. And so I be confused, would and you, that shit be you, pissing but, me off. But the thing is, though, I can already tell you off rip that you overanalyze it, right? So yeah, what works for me might not work for you, but if you never try it, then how do you know? Yeah, and then, then, how, then how do you know how to say, hey, I tried it this way. Maybe there's another way that I can find to get me to that same place. It may take a couple extra steps or I might be able to cut out a step. But until you do and hold yourself accountable or find a way that you are comfortable to be held accountable so that the people around you can then help you do so. So I think that's where my fear comes from. I learned that what I do know about what I learned is the way I learn is I have to just do some shit like Uninstructed, just do it. Like, so you're not the type that's opening up the IKEA and reading the directions. You just go straight into doing it. Only the IKEA thing is all right. Let me go through it. See if I can do it. Okay, I can do it without the instructions. Let me do it. Or it's I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Let me see what the instructions say. Mm-hmm. So I'm also like, so I've become like. The graphic shit, like the shit you like, the shit I've been making is freehand. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of Canva. I can't do Canva, but you know what I use Adobe Spark. Like, I can bust that down real quick, get it done, and be out of it. But these ain't like things I learned. I had to figure out. Oh, when you save something as a transparency, you gotta learn that you gotta save it as a PNG file. Like, no, I taught me that. It's just like. Trial and error is how I got to these results. So I think the fear is, has become, I done all of these things, like, by accident. I'm not sure. And it's got me nowhere. I'm not sure if the, if I actually do what I do with a plan, it's going to actually work. Because I got further not knowing, just on a whim. You need to know what which direction you're going in, though. Yeah. Like, you at least need to have something typed into the GPS. You can't just be driving around. I mean, but... And then I, once you get underneath of that umbrella, that's when you start breaking it down. Like, I knew that I wanted to do marketing, but marketing has a whole bunch of different umbrellas. You got graphic design. You got um, social media. You got the sales piece of it. You got campaign development. You got uh, customer relationships. It's a whole bunch of shit that goes into it but until i actually got into the field and started working in it is when i realized what i'm good at and what works for me but it took for me to take that first initial step switching my degrees up because that shit wasn't working even though it looked good on paper i was like gps uh elementary teacher no 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 
No, this ain't it. Um, So I put got back in the car, GPS something else. Got there, was like, oh, this is fun. It's a lot of shiny buttons over here. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's see what my creative hat takes me over here. And just trying out those things and figuring out which box was for me without limiting myself into something that was so small. Like if I had just said that I wanted to be a social media manager, I would be missing out on the other side of marketing as opposed to going in and saying, I want to do marketing and then figuring out which box was for me. Like I like social media. It's cool, but that should be changing all the time. Like reels, IGTV, all these things. And just like anything else. Hey, what's the difference? One's longer. That's it. Like I wouldn't like, but but here's no, but here's the thing before you start, because me, we have these same exact conversations and you like, there is an audience of people who love long form content. Yeah. Yes. But when you look at it, niggas is only watching the 15, 20. Those are the ones that people care about. So I'm like, so we still sitting here as a motherfucker that like French fries, as a motherfucker that like tater tots, as a motherfucker that like hash browns. I understand. <laughs> like, but, but at the end of the day, they're all hungry. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, to answer your question, it's all about like, it's all like now social media is in a place where it's all about how the different people are, are competing with each other. Right. right. So basically, right, if you look at it, it's Google, Facebook, TikTok, right? LinkedIn is like in the back someplace. Right? LinkedIn reason, is over there trying to be Facebook. Right. The reason, LinkedIn want to be Facebook so bad. <laughs> But basically what you got to look at is that like Facebook is realizing that, yo, like we know their formula. Like if it's, if it's all about attention, whatever has everybody's attention at a moment, that's what they want. They want to be able to implement into their stuff. So when it comes to Instagram reels, right? Reels are basically, um, it's just basically, you know, we know it's just TikTok, Right. Right. But if you think about it like this, say if you have a hundred dollars, right. Right. And, Basically, no. I, would, I have to think about it. Right? <laughs> think so, about if you had it. Yeah, so, so, I say, have to. so say that you have a hundred dollars, right? And basically, um, like basically, you can go to the store, right, and say, "Hey, like I'm gonna buy this for a dollar, right?" That's funny. And you can keep doing this stuff and buying it for a dollar. <laughs> and it's like one of those situations, like the store might say, "Hey, like you know, because you like this, I'm only gonna sell it to you for a dollar." But the, now the competitor down the street is saying, hey, I can give you the same amount. I can give it to you for 50 cents. Right. Right. But my thing is like, it's one of those situations like that whole thing is the algorithm. Right. It's about how many people are within your um, like your sphere of influence and they're saying, hey, I'm going to show you more people for less money versus the other one. And that's all they're doing. Shit. Right. Because the thing is, if you, if you have 100 people who follow you, Facebook might only show it to 10 and then they release the rest, right? But TikTok is just saying, I'm just going to show it to 50 up front. So now if 50 up front see it, they might like it more. And that's how the whole virility thing kind of goes. And that's why Facebook is doing it. And that's why YouTube is doing it too. Right. So it's all it's all about attention and getting in front of people. <laughs> I'd be afraid of shit like that, though. What? And that was free game. Appreciate- no, I, anybody, any, not, not, not for music. Music is free game all the time. I'm talking about for y'all. This free game for y'all. I'm charging you next time. And I think a lot, like, that's the kind of shit that, like, be like, I I think you're mislabeling it. I don't think it's fear for you. I think your, your fear is that you won't get there, but you have all the pieces that you need. I think what eats you up is that you're not actually going out there to do it. Because this, I don't know if this is true for you, but when... I let myself down that I feel like that is the most upsetting thing because I'm letting me down. I made a promise to myself that I want to take care of my body. I made a promise to myself that I want to get this education. I told myself that I wanted to do something and when I don't do it, that's when I get upset. Like, so when you're making those promises to yourself and you're letting yourself down time after time after time, it starts to build up on yourself. Like, can I do this? Why can't I do this? And you spend so much time thinking about why am I not here? Why am I not doing this? Instead of actually doing the things that is fucking you up underneath everything else. I think I'm a people person, like a people pleaser. Yeah. On a low. 
Really? Why yeah. you say that? Like, when people ask me to do things, and I'm like, all right, I try my best to do them. But when I ask myself to do things, it's like, bro, I, you can get to it when you get to it, right? And I spend a lot of my time not not worrying about what people think because that is something I don't give a fuck about. I don't care what you think of me, how you think of me, what it is. Broke, bum, lame, corny, all of that. That's fine. I think I spend a lot of time caring about the reaction back to me that bothers me. Right. Like, I've learned that I'm very sporadic in thinking and very sporadic in action. So I'll be up at 2.30 in the morning and be like, I need to go to the gym. And I'll kite myself up. But then I'll be like, how do I explain the jazz? <laughs> that I left the house at 2.30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, we'll come do this. And Jazz won't be here and we'll go like, well, I probably shouldn't go to the next spot without letting Jazz know. And if she don't want to go, then I probably shouldn't go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's like a play on like, I don't like shit coming back to me because I already deal with a lot enough shit for myself. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I try to like avoid shit. So I think it's more so about. I've realized that I spend majority of my time with myself. Yes. I am an internal processor. So most times I'm in my head, and this might sound crazy, but I'm coming up with the scenarios and the situations in my head and talking myself through it. Like, yeah, you know, if you do this this way, you you probably should take your ass to the gym. Yeah, take your ass to the gym. And I told y'all before that I spent a lot of time doing the work because the voice in my head used to be nasty as shit. She's a mean-ass bitch. And I had to work on that voice internally. And with me doing that work on myself, um, they call I think they call it shadow work. Um, I realized that I am the most important player on my team. And it may sound crazy, but... You have to be selfish. You have to take care of yourself first or else like now you feel like you being attacked when you're not doing the basic stuff for people because you already have that internal voice in your head talking down on you. So you can't handle you being against you and then other people being against you. Exactly. So you have to work on you first in order to get to that next step. Which always sounds good. It do. Until the it's, other motherfuckers hear you say it. It's mad work. It's like it's a lot of work. It's, it's perfect to be like, yo, bro, I'm doing this right now. Until like I'm like, nah, I'm, like, where you been? Where you like It doesn't I, matter. I've just been chilling. It like, doesn't matter. I can't be good to you if I'm not good to myself. My partner knows that I'm not gonna be anything to him if I'm fucking myself up on the inside. And then them niggas think that's why you the bad per- partner here. You're like when <laughs> like you the bad partner because you ain't been doing what you usually do because you've been trying to change shit. Like we really hate change as people. Like like to even down to like white people would be like, can you keep the change? I don't want to have this in my body. Like we hate all types of change. No, we literally hate <laughs> like we hate all kinds of change, bro. If I if I come here today and be like, I'm not drinking today. Somebody's gonna be like, "Why? What happened? What's going on?" Man, we always take drinking breaks though. But yeah, if you out with people who aren't us, because we know we be getting fucked up a little. Oh yeah, we be getting I, fucked up on the fam, high, I highest of keys. I cannot <laughs> dodge this persona of who Meezy used to be. Mm. At all. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend tell me one time, this is the first time I've ever seen you sober. Mm. And I'm like, bro, I, I be sober. I be sober a lot. Like a lot. Like v- way more. Have you ever seen me on a Wednesday afternoon? Like have, sober as hell. Have you <laughs> like have you ever seen me like be poor? Like right. I just was here. Like I'm going home in a little bit. Like Yeah. <laughs> like it's just be shit. Like I cannot judge. Like the other day I put up, you know, the, the Put this on your story and get the one word. I had a relative tell me that I was I was extremely talented, but I have an inherited attitude problem. 
Okay. And I'm thinking. It wasn't. Hold on. First of all, wasn't the thing one word? It gave me like four. She gave you a paragraph. Four. Again, like. change. Gave you a Drake pack. Yeah. Give me a Drake pack. Like I didn't ask for all of this, mm-hmm. but inherited attitude problem. And I go, what does that mean? Because I'm extremely nice. Like I, I do a lot of things for other people. I do way more things for other people than I do for myself. I get compliments all all the time at work for my customer service. Lady told me the other day. Lady told me the other day. Your line was long, but I saw how nice you was. I waited in it just for you. Yeah. But the stigma. Hold hold on, Jazz. Chill, chill, chill. Chill, Jazz. The stigma around me is that he's the guy that don't care. He's the guy that's foot. Like, he do what he want to do. He say how he want to do. It's like, No. Those are all results of me giving a fuck. Like, bro, I couldn't come in here. I come in here and do this podcast even on a day where the day were thinking about this subject in the shower turned 100 to about 63. Right? What do you mean? My attitude when I woke up this morning was 100. Mm-hmm. But then I started working, doing the work for all the shit so that I do. So 100 being good. A good day. Okay. Turn that into like, okay, let's do some work. And then it's like, okay, now I'm doing all this thing for me and other people and what I'm doing. And it's like, all right, let me process the conversation. So me talking to myself became topic of conversation. And it's like, damn, I was at 100. But right now, this shit is melancholy. Like, thinking about all the shit I need to do and process and put together. It's like, bro, what But have you, what do you feel like after you do all of those things, though? Like, when you actually complete it? Because we all go through those phases. Like, it's shit that we have to do. And we don't want to do it, right? You get to that that peak and you're like, yeah, I'm having a good ass day, not doing nothing. Right. Like I got to do blah, 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 exactly. blah, 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 blah. And then you don't do it. And you stay at blah, blah, blah down at the bottom. Instead of if you actually do it and you get to completion, you back at a hundred percent. Cause there's a reason why you had to do those things. There is an end goal for every single thing that you decide to do in your life. Most of the time it leaves me with this double-edged sword of hopeful and grateful. Hopeful. That it worked. Grateful. That I did it. Okay. Yeah. And so with hopeful comes still this fear of it being unknown. But. Grateful is I got it done. Now move on to something else. Yeah. So what, I, what, I'm, what I'm noticing here, and this is something that I went through um, a couple years ago, and I kind of like had to shift how I thought about stuff, um, is that. I was I was tied to the results, right? Mm. Like I was tied to the part where it was like I want to accomplish this, and I would go and I would accomplish it, right? And then after I noticed for a while, I was like, "What's next?" Right? Because he did it, and then just like, "Okay," you know what I'm saying? And I've noticed I was that was too short sighted for me. And then what I realized was like, okay, if I changed my mindset to a place where I am like pursuing something right. right that feels unattainable that feels out outlandish at least i can enjoy the process of getting there right right because it's gonna be hard right and if and if you told someone else right they would probably be like yeah you're, you're bugging you know what i'm saying like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense but the the process to get in there has has made it enjoyable where that's like okay like i know that i'm at least working towards something not necessarily towards like uh, I want to complete this, right? And that, and that is my end all be all for because Lord knows every day getting that damn degree was not butterflies and sunshine. Having three dollars and thirty three cent in my account is not th- butterflies and sunshines and angel numbers and hey, shit. That, that's that's that, a lot ain't, of mo- that ain't that's a still time. a lot of money. Okay, right now. But the end after I did all that shit was like, yeah, I did it. Now on, uh, I know I owe a motherfucking money now. And he gonna want to come to collect his coin. <laughs> so now oh, I gotta take it to the next step. But it's just like you. The thing about life, and it's fucked up. And this is why I ain't scared to die. You always gonna have to do something. It's never gonna be a day where you wake up and you like, dang, I could just woo for a week straight. 
You can't. Bro, like, I've, you always going to have to do something. I've never been on vacation. Like, I've, I do not know the joys of going away from somewhere. you were just in Puerto Rico. And you know what happened? You was you went you went away for a wedding. You know that's not vacation. Those yeah. are those are all right. I have to be here and do this. And there's an itinerary that comes with that. What's I'm that? talking about nigga. I woke up at noon, and whatever the day has presented itself, whatever happens, happens. I yeah, so I don't I, get those I, moments. I don't think it's I don't think it's you ever been on vacation. I think it's like you don't feel like you've ever had like true freedom. Right. In a sense of to like to be able to say, I can literally do whatever I want Mm -hmm. and there will be no consequence to this. Right. And normally people tie that to vacation because you go on vacation to do what you want. To get away. But if you can't do what you want on vacation, then it's not a vacation. Like when I I take vacations all the damn time. You know, when I take a vacation, when I take my ass down to my apartment pool, that's a vacation. I try to do that when I'm at home and nobody knows like where I'm at or what I'm doing and I don't answer. But then... (laughs) Like it's a it's a double edged sword. Like it's me on vacation, but it's also me ignoring responsibilities. Yeah. And I don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You gotta be able to I mean I, I mean my thing is uh I mean they do say like, you know, uh I guess it's like alcoholism is like it, it is what that is until like you don't take care of your responsibilities right. type of thing. So it's just like And I think you know, and, and don't quote me on that, you know, that might be problematic, but whatever. You made a really good point. I think I am in a a business that is result driven. Yeah, and so that's why it's it it doesn't feel good. Like we need niggas to listen to this podcast. We need niggas to watch the YouTube videos. We need niggas to engage in social media. How do I get that? You do all these tricks and these trades. I need niggas to listen to these albums. I need niggas to run these streams up, buy these vinyl records, watch these videos. How do I get this shit do that? But sometimes, like he said, you got to take a moment and applaud yourself for actually being able to do it. You know how many niggas just don't do mm. and just sit around not doing? Mm. Like actually doing something and completing it. But them them, them, them being the niggas on vacation though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, nah, nah, nah. I'd be confused. Like, but, but one thing, nigga, I, one thing. I've been working eighty five days straight and then go, get to go to Vegas. You ain't did shit, but was in Vegas twice last year. I mean, but you can't, you can't keep like, don't benchmark yourself against another person. Or you know what I'm saying. But why not? Why do we keep saying this? Because this is reality of what happens. Mm-hmm. Because so so imagine this: if you benchmark yourself against someone, right? You're saying, "Yo, I see where they're at. I want to get there." Right. Right. And then you do what you need to do to get to where they're at at that moment. Right. Right. But now when you get there, they probably not there no more. And then you're gonna wind up doing it again. So can and we doing it again? So can we be honest? Can we get rid of this or surround yourself around people because that's all you end up doing? No, no, that's no. not. That's, that's all you end up doing. You keep not, looking not, at people. That's not. That's not. No. The that's same. what happens. That's, that's not, not how the it's same. Supposed to be. This, no, I mean, I thought. I thought. Oh, I thought that. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be kind of <laughs> candid here. So basically, one thing I want to call out, Mizi, is that I realized that the whole surrounding yourself around the people that you know are better than you, all that good stuff, right? What I realized was that being around those people, I realized that I was thinking too small. I was dreaming too small, right? They made me realize that certain goals that I thought was like the the top of the top, I thought that that was what what freedom looked like. And then they made me realize that, no, like you're tripping. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when you, when I talk about benchmarking, like you don't want to compare yourself to them to try to get to their level Right, because you still got to be yourself. You still got to do your own thing. Like you don't want to be a Mister Me Too in that whole situation. I would rebuttal that and say there's nothing wrong with being Mister Me Too. I mean, that's fair. I mean, the thing is, like, whatever your your prerogative is, your prerogative. Like, and I, no one can fault you for that. But my thing is, like, you then you can't keep beating yourself up if you are trying to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're always trying to be like someone else, right? Instead of just having success in your own lane and within what you want to do. Like, I feel like that is something that you'll never be able to, to essentially be a complete replicate, then like a copy of it. It looks good on them because that's what they were supposed to be doing. It's working out for them. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But if you're mirroring or making your blueprint out of what somebody else does, you don't even know if that's really for you. 
So a part of getting there is actually doing it to know, oh, this is this is good. This is where I'm at. And honestly, you'll know when you're doing what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. You'll know. So all of that meeting shit with a struggle and back and forth tug of war, like it's not that. Like when you in the space that you're supposed to be in, you're going to feel it. And uh, to the point of being around people is for inspirational purposes only. It's like... And then when you're around those people, you're picking, you're getting stuff that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were hanging around people on your same level. They're having conversations that people that are on your same level not even having. Like they talking about buying a house, like savings, life insurance, buying stocks and all that shit that you wouldn't typically hear. Like stuff to elevate. It's, it's knowledge there. It's not to be around them to say, I want to do everything you're doing is to pick up the stuff to realize how they got there, to figure out how they got there. They're going to tell you. So it's more so to help yourself. But, yeah, you know? I mean, I'm, I don't know. Bro, I'd be above niggas. But then I'd be below niggas. So. <laughs> like, I, it'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be niggas that I know this is a facade. But I wouldn't mind having this facade. So to eat point, like being a Mr. Matu would be fine. Like I see the facade. I know what's going on. I understand it. But boy, does this shit look good. So like taking the steps, I feel like all of this shit is a formula. Like let's be let's just be clear. All of this shit is a formula. To do what we do or what people do to be successful, that shit, that goals that are fucking based on reaction, like they're consumer based or whatever, it's got to look well. Like we come on here and we know people, we see people who at some point was famous at another time. Like Like earlier, I was saying like, I feel bad for Johnny Blaze in a lot of ways. Johnny Blaze is a singer slash model slash former stripper who's been famous for over a decade. Yet, her music, which is really good, she's extremely talented. She has all the tools. She plays instruments, sings with all of this shit. Like, it's still not working for her. Where Joe Blow off the street used auto tune because he heard that Bro, this. Are you talking about T Pain? Not T Pain this Just time. Just say his name if you talk yeah. about T Pain. Not T Pain this time. Because <laughs> in order for you to be good, to be T Pain, you still have to be good. And nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever says that. But I'm talking about Joe Blow who just started rapping Tuesday and is the biggest thing on TikTok. Well, I'm just going to say that's that's what it looks like from the outside. For her situation, but we don't know if there are people that she did wrong in the industry who are no. pulling those strings that, and I'm not saying that this is something that she did, but we don't know what the day-to-day journey was for her to get there. Because like you said, from the outside, it looks like you, you have all this talent. You should be by the textbook formula where X, Y, and Z was. But that's why we say you can't benchmark your success off of somebody else because there are different things and ingredients that go into your success that won't necessarily be a part of my success because I had different experience or is, or I have different relationships with people. Like when they say the shit, like it's not about who you know, what you know, it's about who you know, like that's real life shit. Like a lot of places that we get into is because who we know is not. So like I could go to school until my face turns fucking purple. Right. Be highly qualified for a position, but some they're not looking through all them resumes. They're they want to take the easy route. Yo, bro, I'm trying to hire for X, Y, and Z. You on your social media? I'm looking for a graphic designer. I'm more likely to go with somebody that I got a firsthand recommendation from. We already got a tweet. We just got a tweet. Just there is an email (laughs) that is full of motherfuckers that said, "Hey, how can I help you?" And they send. I had it pictures that all look like. Mm-hmm. But I say all that to say it's about the relationships. Um, I feel like we could talk about this for hours, for days. But what I really want everybody listening to 
get from this conversation is to get out of your own way. Like sometimes you are the thing that's standing between you and your success. And it's going to take for you to look inside and figure out what it is about you. That's not hitting with your success. Something isn't working. Obviously you need to change the formula. The only person that can do that is you. So you can say all day, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's about you. And we'll be back. All right, we're back. So for our final thoughts, I want to talk about this journey that we're on to reach our full potential and any thoughts that you have around it. Um, anybody want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, basically, in terms of like, like you said, meeting your potential and stuff like that. The journey to getting there. Right, journey to getting there. I honestly believe the biggest thing is just doing it. I know that sounds cliche as hell. Right. But my thing is, like, if you say, for instance, like you want to like you got to get your reps like you got to people say you're 10,000 hours, whatever the case may be. But it's just like like you don't have a high percentage shot of doing anything if you only say, hey, I'm just going to do it once. Right. Some people, it's natural for them because they got hand eye coordination. They are, you know, super strong, whatever the case may be. But the majority of us have to keep working at it. You just got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it because all you need is one of those things to work. And if one of those things work, then you out of here. Right. All right. But I do want to kind of say too, we kind of talked about like how, you know, kind of pre or post pandemic, at least that's what I was talking about. Um, I understand, you know, the pandemic like was okay for some and it was really, really bad for others. And I honestly believe like you should be able to take the time out to kind of understand where you're kind of at in that space. And, you know, give yourself some grace. But um, at some point, you know, at some point, you know, we just one of those things like take your time to kind of get back on track and then be able to continue to grow. That's it. All right. I um I want to say that the thing about reaching your potential or your goals and stuff is that your goals aren't going to be the same as you move throughout your your life. Like you may. Say, you know, we all, Mizzy talked about it earlier. When you were a child, you wanted to grow up to be an athlete. But as you got older, you realized that the goal changed. And that's the same as when we're in our 20s and our 30s. Like, my goals in my 20s are completely different from what my goals are in my 30s. So you have to be willing to understand that your goals are going to be changing. And with that, you have to change, too. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to move. And it's all about, like, continuing moving because moving in any direction is better than not moving at all. So just be prepared for them goals to change and keep moving. Uh, I don't know. I I have no idea. I'm at a place where I take every opportunity that... That's handed my way. Uh, I will say it's just. It's tough. Not knowing anything. And so. Being in a place of confusion and self-doubt or just being lost in general is just something you gotta figure out because I don't treat myself separately something is gonna happen for me and it's all gonna be the same thing I don't treat my podcast different from my professional life or I don't treat music different from the podcast I don't treat none of this shit separate one of these things is gonna work for me so at the best thing I can say to you is do all of it. No matter what it means. If uh, you might have to use your PTO to do the rest of these things just because, then do it. You might have to uh, use the work computer to do these things at mm-hmm. a time or like do everything. Yeah. Until something works. Yeah. Keep doing something. I decide that. Keep the damn boat moving. Don't sit in the middle of the ocean. Like even (laughs) like even if there aren't 
I mean, even if they're not goals, just don't stop. Like, you never know. Don't stop till you get on top. A little waist fat. Okay. Um, oh, I'm ready for a I've song. Ne- I've never seen nobody just quote Sweetie so <laughs> in the middle. So cavalier in the middle of the afternoon. Huh. I don't even know if that's what they say. <laughs> but let's get into our music section. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned. You're now tuned in, in to WMEZ. Uh, this week we got a uh, top. I think it's Toby. All these niggas have the same name, so I'd be confused. How do you spell it? T-O-B-I. Yeah, that's Toby. Toby. Uh, this week we got Toby and Baby Rose. This record is called Come As You Are here on WMEZ. Since I laid in your arms And I've been waiting though it's taking too long But I be patient, hold on Cause when you say you wanna spend time, no dead time You've been in the crib like five times And never asked for the Wi-Fi You different, you saving for the future Investing in yourself You got mad potential Minding your own and working on business And I be right here in the end When you finish, you fucking did it I, You ain't got six O's in the bank So what? Come as you are Tobey and Baby Rose. Shout out to Baby Rose because I seen you niggas give her a lot of flack for her voice. I think it's a beautiful voice. Uh, if you enjoyed that record the way I did, be sure to go to your favorite streaming site, be it Tidal, uh, Apple Music, and or Spotify. Type in Sexually Active Podcast and the WMEZ Song of the Week playlist should pop up. If not... It's Measy Boulevard on all things social. I can send you the link. Except for on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> I might have to. You should get on LinkedIn. I should probably do that. It's really, like, it's not as blue collar or white collar as people make it out to be. But I also just <laughs> probably won't spend a lot of time on It's there. about networking. It really is. It really is. You probably could find your graphic designer on there. Hmm, maybe. All right. So. Textually active. For our memes, everybody got their meme. Pull your memes out. You get a meme, you get a meme, you get a meme. Uh, what's something that made y'all laugh on social media this week? What's your meme? Yeah, mine is super, super simple. Um, and it's something that I'm probably going to try. All right, so this came from at Official Stacks on Twitter. It says, you ever rent the same car that you have so you can switch the tires? Oh, shoot. That's wild. <laughs> Putting life into perspective. Taking them damn tires. <laughs> what a risk. Yo, like, you could go to jail. That's, unless, that's worse than self-checkout. What a risk. Unless them things bald. Unless they bald. You gotta get them your tires what, still are right. What a risk. No, but you. Sh- I'm sure they keep track of that stuff, though, because they know people do that shit. I don't, I don't know. Risk. That's a risk. They taker. know. You <laughs> gotta make sure your tires is the same brand no, as no, what you, the tires are on the, the rental. Is, the thing is, that's so bold. Like, you gotta, like, do it and then, like, Turn that card, credit card off. That like, is yo, like nuts. I was like, I'm done. Like, All right? Just leave the bank. Like, you can't especially because once you pay for it, the motherfuckers just be like, drop it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, leave the keys in you. there, drop it off. They're gonna call so you. All they really care about is is the things on the body and then the inside. That's nuts. That's what we think. That's nuts. <laughs> Yeah. Mine is um, on brand with what's been going on uh, last week on social media. Finding out this girl got a BBL is killing me because why her plan tell you to run five miles with a heavy backpack on? Is this the Olympics? So wow. be open and out loud about your BBL. Don't have these girls out here thinking that you got that body from running five miles with a backpack on. That's just cruel. And that's why a lot of the girls are upset about the BBL talk. What's because y'all backpack? be lying. What's in the backpack? Heavy shit. That's all it say. Put on a heavy backpack and run five miles. First of all, do you know how long it takes to run a mile for me to get through a mile? I mean, it depends. And you want me to run it? Shit. It depends. With a backpack? 
And these breasts, get out of here. fuck out of here. That's why the girls are really mad. They're not going to tell you that they mad because they followed a girl with a BBL plan and it didn't work. That, that's what they're mad at. They're not mad that you got a BBL. That makes they sense. mad that you lied about it. I, I'm trying to stay quiet because okay, that's gotcha. that's woman that's, that's woman's, woman's business. business. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you listen to the episode with me and Lex. Uh, I don't. I just wanted to know it was in a belt back, backpack. That's it. <laughs> that's it. What's that's in it. the backpack? Yeah, that's it. A gallon of water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get thirsty? I was I was about to say you expect me to believe that they running five miles with a gallon of water, but won't take. The case of water up the steps. Yep. Yeah, to mine. <laughs> uh, mine. Uh, That's mad funny. That's, funny shit. That's mad funny. <laughs> uh, my meme this week is related to the conversation because this is how I feel. It says, uh, "What's the chapter of your life called?" Got to see it through, my boy. Mm-hmm. Got to see it through, my boy. You do. That's right. And you'll get there. You know, it's uh, it ain't all fucking rainbows and sunshine. It'd be some days. Shit don't always be shitting. <laughs> Those be all my days, bro. It, it's hard. It really is. Um, but thank you all for listening to this episode of Textually Active, man. Textually Active. I like it here. We have fun. We talk about good shit. Yeah. If you think the same thing, tell tell your followers. Share it with a cousin. You know what I'm saying? We talk to y'all so y'all don't have to talk. You know what I'm saying? You can listen and feel the same way. Or you can listen and have a conversation about the conversation we had a conversation about. You can relate. (laughs) You never know what somebody might be going through. For real. All right, y'all. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new app episode. Um, In the meantime, in between time, follow us on our social media. We on The Textually Active um, across all sites. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.